Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What's up? I'm Bone. And I am Beam. And it's my turn to talk again. I forgot. I don't know why I thought you were going to say something. That's how this works, Bone. You talk, I talk, you talk, I talk. Been doing this for to a good been, start. been doing this podcast for almost three damn years, man. Uh huh. Yeah, we're we're slowly creeping up on episode one hundred. That's crazy. I don't know what we're going to do with episode one hundred. Neither. Maybe, maybe we'll make that the last episode. No. <laughs> just, here we go. Well, you're welcome. We got the triple digits. See ya. Yeah. Um, no, so we've got a lot to talk about this week. It's not all great, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, you have the crew not doing well mm. at all, mm. like not at all. So we'll talk about <laughs> how bad they suck and what they should do to fix their problems. And or we won't get to the bottom of it, but we'll, we'll at least throw some things out there. Uh, but we're going to start off Beamer with the Premier League because that is now happening. It's back. We've had a full week under our belts. And I looked at the top of my little table here on the English Premier League Ooh. standings, mm-hmm. and I see uh, some Red Devils sitting at the top. I also noticed that they scored a bleep load of goals in their first game against Leeds. So how do you feel about your team right now, buddy? I feel pretty good. I think this is exactly what we predicted in our little season preview last week. I think this team is capable of scoring a buttload of goals, Bone. Literally. Put, look it up in the dictionary. Buttload, buttload. of goals. Manchester United yeah, pops up on there. Funny story about this game, actually. So they uh, they kicked it off at, what, 7.30, I think, uh, last Saturday morning. Uh, so on Friday evening, after watching Arsenal and Brentford, which we'll get to, uh, I would imagine, at some time oh, yeah. during this podcast, which was an amazing uh, performance, uh, so on, on Friday night, I was uh, we were out. Meredith and I we took the dog out. I went to a couple of breweries, had a fantastic time. Uh, and then, you know, I stayed up a little bit later than I probably should have. Rented a movie on Amazon Bone, was having a great time. So I texted a good friend of the program, Patrick Murphy, of course, who does great stuff uh, with the crew for uh, Massive Report. And as you know, Pat is a big Manchester United fan as well. He sent me a message about... Yeah, a week, week and a half ago asking, you know, hey, man, uh, we're going to get together at Zaftig at 7.30 on Saturday morning to watch Manchester United's opener against Leeds. And I'm like, all right, perfect. You know, that sounds good. I'll see what the schedule has, uh, if I'll be able to do that. So on Friday night, after having quite a few uh, adult soda pops and perhaps even one or two uh, hard beverages. Mm. I texted Pat at probably, I don't know, 11, 11, 15. I'm like, hey, man, are you still going tomorrow? Save me a spot, you know? He's like, well, I don't think it'll be a problem. We're getting there at 7. I don't think they're going to be too busy for the game, so just walk on in. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. And... Yeah, I was going to say fast forward to Saturday morning, Uh, you know, my morning schedule bone, I usually get up, I don't know, 425, 430 in the morning, 
you know, make my way over to the radio station, prep the show and everything. So like on the weekends, it's a you know, decent time to sleep in. Well, uh, it was my duty on Friday night. Meredith told me, hey, you're going to get up with the dog tomorrow morning. I said, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's no big deal. I usually gets up around 615, 630. Uh, that's fine. Then I'll get ready. I'll go over to the Manchester United match over at Zaftig. It'll be a good time. Well, the dog decides to get me up at about 445. Oh, no. Uh, we go outside. He was having a bit of issues, Bone. Uh, so luckily, he actually made us aware that you know he had to go outside, which was good. Uh, went outside a couple of times, was laying down on the couch, literally had a blanket over me. I'm like, all right, I'll set my alarm for 645, and then I'll go over to the bar. Well, 645 rolls around, alarm goes off, and I'm like, you know what? It's pretty quiet around here. It's nice and cool in the house. I feel pretty comfortable. I texted Pat. I'm like, Pat, sorry, man, sleeping in. <laughs> Not going to come watch the game with you. Yep. And he literally yep. like just screamed at me expletives in the text message. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. You know, he's like, damn it, Brandon, it's a season opener. Got to get behind this team and everything. That wasn't even the worst part. Uh, so I watched the first half. It was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. 1-1 one, one heading into halftime. I'm like, yeah, halftime seems like a good good time to go get some coffee. Put the dog in the car. Went to local uh, local coffee shop right around the block. Well, Soon as I know it, uh, drive-through line is packed. Oh, Spent no. probably twenty minutes in the drive-through line. Took me ten minutes to get there. Walk in the door, bone five to one, Manchester United lead. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, so I basically missed all the good stuff for Manchester United. Obviously, watched the highlights and stuff after the games they were showing the goals. But yeah, incredible performance, week number one. Leads can get got like that though with the way that they play, but. Again, you score five goals in a Premier League game, you're going to have a pretty good odds of winning at Bone, so a good performance by the Red Devils on Saturday. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty impressive one, even though you can't apparently be bothered enough to watch your own damn team, I guess. Just a bad friend yeah, all around. Not Pat great, Murphy. Bob. That's what, it sounds, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Manchester boy, mm-hmm. or Man- Manchester man. I'm yeah, oh well, yeah. No, I'm a boy. You're, you're I'm, I'm you're, a, no, you're, no, I'm a boy. You're, you're right, a man a with man. a boyish face. That's what you are. <laughs> You're a full-grown man, <laughs> but you have a boyish charm to you. That's what you have. It's <laughs> the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad to help. Uh, so, I take my glasses off, and I look like a baby walrus, man. That's, <laughs> the glasses add to my you know, persona and everything, I oh. guess, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's not great. That's all right. That's mm-hmm. fine. We all have our. We all have. I our wish I could grow tendencies. a beard like you, because you know, then That's, I might. No, dude. Here's then the thing. I with, might look like an adult, but no, I still have a boyish figure. Yeah. Without the beard, I have. I I I have the boyish face. Mm-hmm. I have a very like young looking face. So I'm just waiting for one day to like rip off the Barbara Bush wig and come in and look 20 years younger. <laughs> where I just shave it clean for once. I, I did one time come in with a goatee, and Mike refused to work with me. He said, I will never talk to you. You have to grow that back. And I was like, look, there's stubble. It's coming in. So, yeah, it was pretty weird. Anyway, here's my question for you, mm-hmm. man, boy, whatever. Uh, Bruno Fernandez scores three goals. Mm-hmm. Is that the bigger story? Or is Paul Pogba with four assists the bigger story? Uh, I think both are pretty big for this team, but I think Paul Pogba getting four assists, it's more he had the entire Premier League season for last year. Obviously he had COVID issues, a little bit of injury concerns. 
coming off of a disappointing year. You know, we talked about this. Did Paul Pogba ever wanted to come back to Manchester United? Does it seem like he wanted to be there? Uh, and this is the best way to kind of get him ingratiated back with the team, Bone. I mean, this is obviously a guy who lives off the superstardom that he's created for himself, and you need to be able to play at the highest level. Now, four assists in one game is stunning, and what an accomplishment is out of him. I just think that this gets him in the right mental place. Be like, you know what? I can do it with this team. It's obvious that I put the balls in the right situation and my guys finish. So I think as long as he keeps continuing to flourish, I think Manchester United have a good opportunity. I'm not necessarily going to say to win a league, uh, but to be competitive in this. Now, Bruno Fernandes, as we know, is one of the best players in the Premier league when he's on his day to go out there and your first game back to score a hat trick was nothing short of spectacular so again off to the races for them but I think Paul Pogba for me getting four assists in one game in the first game back with fans in the stands was pretty special yeah I mean the only concern you might have there is that did does it now feel like all right job done I just keep doing this and I'm good and you know that continuing motivation but Again, he's Paul Pogba. I think I think the motivation will be there because I think there's been so much that's been said about him. I, I think this was a big shut up the haters moment. Go out and show everybody what I can do. I can do it in a red sweater just like I can do it in a sweater. Yeah, that's what they play in. Mm-hmm. A red, a red nationwide jersey. arena. Yeah, a red jersey just like I can a blue jersey for France. So, yeah, I, I think that was a tremendous performance and – Sorry to the Leeds fans out there, but don't worry. You don't have to play Manchester United again except one other time. It's a good thing that's not a big rivalry or anything. Yeah, exactly. That would be unfortunate mm-hmm. if you lost to your rivals 5-1. to one. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple other just things that happened, and feel free to stop me whenever you hear something that you're like, oh, yes, I have a thing to it's say like about that. like the price that. is right. Stop that's on the, right. Stop on the dollar bill, and we'll get to talking. Chelsea smacks Crystal Palace, so uh, that was a pretty good opener for Chelsea. Yeah, Not your boy. Great opener. Your yeah. boy getting on the score sheet. Who? Who's my boy? Uh, that would be um, uh, Shabaloa. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, it's uh, yes, Christian Pulisic scored in the 40th minute. So is this the year where he finally lives up to my going to get 15 goals in the Premier League? Eh, maybe not, but he's off to a good start percentage-wise. That should help those chances but yeah no I, I i was just kidding i know who you're talking about Pulisic is my boy he need he's all he's america's boy you know what i mean he's, he's america's our, man <laughs> but with you know he has no boyish charms no. he's all man yeah mm-hmm. uh but christian Pulisic getting it done for chelsea big story there keep it going we'll uh, see what uh, that bodes for them yeah i don't think it was a surprise obviously coming off the champions league thomas tuchel they spent big in the summer uh, again uh surprising just saw roman abramovich build a 600 million dollar yacht so they're living the fine life again they're going to be title contenders no real surprise to me there uh they continue to look excellent bone under that new leadership that they have and it's great if christian Pulisic can keep this up i think the big news for them uh is going to be what's going to happen with Timo Werner, right? I mean, what's his role going to look like? They just brought in Romelu Lukaku, so once they get him engaged and going, what's the storyline going to be? But no surprise there for Chelsea. They look to be fantastic. Yeah, and uh, after a summer of Sturm and Drang, I don't even know if that's the right term, a summer of upheaval with this whole situation, Tottenham and Manchester City get it on on Monday and Tottenham gets the win, one yeah. nothing over Manchester City. How about that? that yeah, was... you hate to see it for City yeah. fans, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you especially hate mm. to see it. But uh, I think for Spurs fans, that's that's a tremendous result. I don't know what it says about the resolution to this whole deal, but hey, man, right now you're up on Manchester City. You've got three points in the bag after one week. Take that and 
head to the pay window. That's what I say. That's great. <laughs> That's Feel the, good about it. I was going to say that was, um, you know, one of the terms that they throw around, Bone. You know, take that to the bank and take it to the pay window. I, I go to the pay window. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't keep my money in a bank. Yeah, I, I think you know, the resiliency of this Spurs team was pretty amazing. I mean, everything surrounding them, Harry Kane being included in the match day. Like, was he going to play? Was he not going to play? Obviously, he wasn't. Now this entire situation this week is kind of broke even more. Like, City are still going to try to pursue him after bringing in Jack Grealish. What's that going to look like? And so... You know, with all of the headlines that Tottenham was gaining uh, in the negative way with Harry Kane and the uncertainty of whether or not he was going to play or whether or not he's going to play again uh, in a Tottenham shirt, they found a way to come out on top against City. You almost have to wonder if that was Manchester City being like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this guy, Harry Kane. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, uh, we don't have this guy. And so, again, it goes back to my season preview where the goal is going to come from. We know they have wizards on their team, but who's going to consistently perform for them and put the ball in the net on a week-in, week-out basis? And they struggled. I mean, they had, what, 68% of the possession. They dominated that game. But, again, at the end of the day, Tottenham find a way to get it done. And Youngman's son is just one of the most fantastic players to watch on the ball in the entire sport bone. He is amazing. I could not love him anymore. Uh, by the way, Sturm and Drang means a strong, blustery wind, gust, gale, squall, storm, or tempest. So Sturm and Drang? I think it's German. I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. It might be Sturm und Drang. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it, it, that's what it means. So that's why I said it. All right, very it good. Stormy waters for uh, old Tottenham there. I don't know what to tell you. And for Manchester City. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Liverpool, 3 nothing over Norwich City. No surprises there, but Mm-mm. there you go. They're looking back. You get Bobby Firmino and Mo Salah on the scoreboard, you're going to feel pretty good Jata, about it. And Diego Jota, I mean, that's yeah. not really a surprise. No, not a surprise at all. Now, let's talk about some other slightly more interesting results than those. How about we start with my Watford yeah. getting it done at home against Villa. Yes, sir. Try to get a penalty at the end. Seven minutes of stoppage time. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Still the victors. Watford, three to two. Here we go, boys. Love to see it. And yes, I adopted Watford last week. So this is me, your ultimate Watford fan, here for all the Watford hot takes and upping of the Watford boys yeah, and lads. It was pretty amazing, man. They were up 3-0, and then all of a sudden, like, whoosh, you think uh, Villa's going to take that pretty easily? Uh, no, they did not. They didn't go down without a fight, but congratulations to your boys, Watford Bone. Uh, are you getting a jersey? When is that being delivered to I feel to like house? I should. I feel like I should. I need something yellow and black that actually does something, so... Right now, that'd be good. And they actually wear jerseys that have yellow on them, so mm-hmm. that's that's also a good sign. Yeah, so. they don't wear silver, which is good. <laughs> this, I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's stadium gray? I don't know what the term is. I don't it's, know either. Platinum stupid. fox Platinum <laughs> silver. <laughs> Platinum fox silver. That's right. Um, Everton with the 3-1 victory. Good I'm to telling see you, for man, them. wild ride. It's the most wild ride of a they team. They are, dude. Did They're you, up and down. <laughs> that game was just absolutely bats. Like, all of a sudden for a half, they don't look like they could do anything. Nope. And then, again, in the second half, they look like a team that can compete for a Premier League title. Like, it's yeah. just, it's every year. It's the inconsistency consistencies, which make me absolutely adore this team. Uh, but tell you what, man, if for Charleston to keep up this form, he is a bad dude. Uh, and so, again, if you're an Everton fan out there listening to this, I I applaud you and I'm sorry for you at the same time because yeah. uh, this team can go through spells of like 10 games in a row, not looking, not having an idea of what they're doing. And then they give you a half like that. And you're like, oh, OK, well, that makes total sense in the world. I don't know what this team's going to be. I don't know how anybody can predict what they're going to do. 
That's right. Yeah. And uh, remember, listener Jen, who you know listens to Man and Bone, listens to all the fan programming, basically. But Jen is she came out to a, a Bone and Beam event we did, like a watch party we did mm-hmm. before COVID, obviously, a, a while ago. And she was asking, like, I need a team to root for. And we laid out all the different options for her of like, do you want to root for the biggest clubs in the world? No. Okay. Let's get them off the table. Do you want to be in a relegation battle? Nope. All right. Let's get them off the table. And we just kind of skimmed it down to eventually we settled on Everton and she and her friend who came, they both decided that day we converted them to Everton fans, like right there in the bar. It was a brilliant moment. So every time I see Everton do well, I think of Jen, and I hope that she's enjoying seeing Everton do well. I know we do have some Everton uh, fans as well that yeah. listen to the show. There's a supporters group here in town, so that's pretty awesome. Columbus but yeah, Toffees. Ab- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's great. So we'll get the Liverpool and Everton fans. My my dog, Boomer, is a big fan of Everton, too. Yeah, really I can hear him in the background. Very <laughs> excited about Richarlis in this season. He is, he is indeed. Yes, loves Brazilian stars. That's what he loves. That's great. Uh, Brentford... 2 nothing over Arsenal. You knew we were going to get there, Arsenal fans. Yeah. You were waiting. You're like, mm-hmm. did they forget? Was, did they count that as last week and they're not going to talk about it? No, we're saving it for last. Brentford, first time in the first division since the 40s. First time ever in what's now the Premier League. 2 nothing over Arsenal in that tiny, not tiny, but small by most standards. Sure. Very nice stadium. What, what did we say last week? 17,000, 18,000, somewhere around there? I bet they were jam- and I bet it was as fa- as full as you could get it. Oh, of course it was. It was. It, I'm, I'm sure they squeezed in every person you could. But the first goal goes in, and you're like, "All right, Arsenal's yeah. <laughs> just not off to the greatest of starts. <laughs> this is bad." Well, it's but- so wild because the first five minutes too, you could tell like the Brentford players were obviously nervous, right? Like the first five minutes of that game, Arsenal dominated. Brentford were playing some really bad passes and looked just a little bit sloppy. And then like the sixth minute came around. And all the way up until the time that they scored a goal, you're like, oh, they belong. Like, they they belong in the Premier League. Oh, dude, that first five minutes, I thought, okay, we're going to have this storyline for the first week that Arsenal is back because they're probably <laughs> going to win by three goals or uh-huh. something. And then we're going to have to figure out, was that real? Or is it just because Brentford's just so, you know, tiny and new and they don't know what to do here? And then you're right. They kicked into gear to a point that you're like, I guess that's out the door. Oh, I guess some of their gonna- counterattacks were stunning. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. That's this is what you want from a for those who are new to soccer or don't follow it a ton. This is what you want from your promoted teams. You don't expect them to go compete for a Champions League spot. They're not going to win the league. You want them to get to a place where they take on big names that have been struggling and they put them in their place. And sorry, Arsenal fans, but I Arsenal fans don't deserve this. Arsenal, the team, does deserve this. Like you just. You're not doing enough. You've got to you've got to fix this problem. And so, yeah, it was I I think Arsenal fans to some level have to even be saying like, I don't want this to happen, but fine. Let's let's show what this team is and let's just let's try to get it fixed because it's I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but either way, it was a brilliant game for Brentford. They came out, they countered beautifully. They took everything from Arsenal and didn't give got a a clean sheet in their first game in the Premier League. You, you take that every day, even if you don't score a goal. Of but they scored two of them and they won. And so. you know what the best part about this, too, 
is that they're in London, Bone, and they took down Arsenal. Like, oh, I mean, dude, it, was, yes. it was the first time up in the top flight, like you said, since the 40s. First time ever in the Premier League. They go out there, first five minutes, they look like they're going to give up a literally a, just a litany of goals. And then all of a sudden they hit the gas pedal and they look to be the better team. Not only into the 15, 20 minutes leading up to their goal, but throughout the majority of the game. And stats can sometimes be a fickle thing. And I know that Arsenal had about, what, 65% of the possession. They only had four shots on target. Brentford were the better team in this game. Uh, and again, I think it just goes back to this kind of arrogance that we have. Like, oh, we're Arsenal. Look at this badge and look at all the big bad players that we have. And look at our stadium and look at our history. Like, look at Brentford's. They embarrassed you in the first game that they've ever played up in the Premier League. Their stadium compared to yours, their net worth compared to yours isn't even close. And it was just an unbelievable Friday afternoon. I, I had a great, that was the most fun I've had watching a soccer game on TV in such a long time. Just knowing oh, yeah. their backstory yeah. and what that meant to their fans. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I was actually trying to think, I wonder, and I don't have the answer, so someone can look it up and tweet us at bone beam United. I genuinely wonder when was the last time they played Arsenal for, for a, you know, in a league competition. I don't, I mean, it'd have to be years and years and years since they've done that. Right. I mean, I, it would have to be if Arsenal was down at some point, I don't know, maybe they like just that whole, that whole storyline of them being both London clubs, you get to play them at home and then you win that game in your first game up in the, you know, premier league for the last 30 years, what we've called it. That's just it's it's amazing all the way around. They so. played in the League Cup back in 2018. Oh, they did. Okay, Arsenal okay. beat them three to one. Before that, you have to go all the way back to 1947. Okay, so they played one time in a League Cup game, and then probably 1947, they were both in the same division at some point. I'm That's guessing correct. Brentford was right. So like League Division One, you can't really even call it a rivalry because they've not played. <laughs> Most of the people the who are alive to root for him wouldn't even know. Arsenal was 1938. It's pre World War II. Wow, that that is that's unbelievable, man. What a what a great story for them. And again, Arsenal fans, I know it's not a great story for you, but it's 83 years. It's it, it's it's dude. This this is what I at least I don't know if we I I think you do too. I think this is what a lot of soccer fans live for when it comes to watching these games. You are looking for in soccer the moment that the underdog from a historical standpoint, whether they are on the field that day is almost irrelevant. From a historic standpoint, Brentford's going to be the underdog in every game they play this yep. year. Not not that they're not a good team, just historically speaking, no one expects them to do anything. Mm -hmm. So just being up and being around and Doing this occasionally is going to be so much fun to watch. I don't know if they'll stay up. I'm not making any bold claims there, but great to see. I think they make Europe. <laughs> Europa? <laughs> yeah. You said Europa no, League? No, Champions okay. League spot. Oh, Champions year. League spot. Yeah. All right, for mm -hmm. Brentford. Yeah. Love it. I'm going Boy. out. That's my bold prediction for the season. I'll tell you what. I will switch my allegiance from Watford to Brentford if they do that. It's, it's a hard-fought, you know, fandom of Watford. I've earned over many years, but <laughs> I will switch it to Brentford if they make it to the Champions League. That's my... My bold proclamation. And then when Arsenal you. go down for 80 years, Bone, and come back up uh, when we're, our heads are frozen, then you could be a fan of them when they come back <laughs> yes, up and regain glory. That's exactly right. By the way, the Watford jerseys, nice. They're they're hoops. They're sick. I like them. I'm going to get one. I don't even know what that is. You know what hoops are? Like the the, hor the uh, horizontal stripe. No, 
Yeah, horizontal stripes. Why didn't you just say horizontal stripes then? Because they're called hoops. Because that's like I've never heard that called hoops before in my life. Oh, stop it! You've never heard the hoops? No. All right, that's what they. Yes, they call them like. I I think think, you're lying. I think you just made that. I think they've called teams that had like uh, I thought like Celtic used to be called like the hoops or something. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, who cares? This has been a fun week of soccer. Looking forward to more of it. Hope you can wake up next time mm-hmm. or not be. You were awake. You just were comfortable. Hopefully, I was, I was I was in my soft clothes and I didn't plan on getting out of them. That's right. Um, when we come back. I will tell you a story about Brother Bone. His team uh, started off the season with a bang in the championship and he had a weird, not weird, a good day at the bar. Uh, I'll tell you about that. And then we'll talk about the yellow soccer team. Mm. We'll do that next on Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So my brother, Brother Bone, mm-hmm. he is a fan of the posh Peterborough United. Are who they are just up in the championship as well? No. Actually, you know what? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think they're verticals. If they're, I don't remember what their jerseys looked like. I'm sorry. He's going to kill me for that. Anyway, here's the thing. Um, I think Peterborough, I don't remember what they did. It doesn't matter. Who cares? They, they beat they, Wayne Rooney. They, Oh, they did. Oh, did they? Did they beat? They beat Derby County, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. I forgot. Okay, but here's the bigger thing that happened, at least in my mind, on that day. So he got up and went to Fado. Okay. Over at Easton. Yep. Seven o'clock in the morning to watch this game. He's a and better course, man than I am. Yeah, yeah. He was up and ready for it, right? So he gets in line because there was a line to get in before they opened. And he said there was another guy there, guy wearing a Dodgers cap. So he strikes up conversation. Guy's like, oh, yeah, I don't know much about soccer. And so, of course, it was Larry David. "Uh, No, not quite. But my brother starts talking him up and is like, yeah, this, you know, this is my team, Peterborough United. I'm going to watch the game. He's like, well, I don't really have a team, so I'll watch that with you. And I'll, you know, watch some of the other stuff, too. But I definitely want to check that out. So brother buys him a beer. They're talking. And eventually uh, this person he's talking to says, yeah, I'm really not much of a soccer fan, but I'm liking this. This is enjoyable. I'm more of a baseball guy. And my brother goes, oh, that's cool. And he goes, yeah, I actually have a baseball blog that I do. And so, you know, one thing leads to another. And Derek finds out he's talking with Craig Calcaterra. (laughs) Craig Craig Calcaterra lives in New Albany. And so Derek converted him, or at least says he converted him to be a Peterborough United fan. So, so Derek tweets this out, brother Bone, I should say, my brother Derek, and uh, Calcaterra tweets it, and then all of a sudden, like Peterborough United is tweeting this, and like glad to have you on board, and all this other stuff, and it's like, how great is that? So uh, the celebrity grows. Brother Bone will be more famous than me very soon. He is internationally; he's already more famous than mm-hmm. me. Just locally, he's building his rapport with the actual movers and shakers. Calcaterra is like far more influential than I am. So he knows he knows the right guy to saddle up to. Let's go talk to Craig Calcaterra. He's Your got brother might be the most interesting person in the entire world. You know, dude, that? he's 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 a trip, man. He is someone who like if for those who haven't heard the story last year, went to Peterborough on a win or not last year, a couple years ago, went to Peterborough while he was in London, went up there to watch a game. They like he told them he was coming. He tweeted at them and said he's from America. They let him meet the owner. He chats with the owner now like once a month or so. Just sends him a text. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Yeah, oh, good. Good, Brother Bone. How are you? 
they're in the championship. They're not like, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do this year, but Peterborough United, let's get on board. It's my second division team. I'm, I'm rooting for it. All right, so let's posh. get this straight. Your first division team, your Premier League team is Watford. This year only. Yeah, yes. your championship team is Peterborough, Peterborough. United. Yep. Uh, your League One team is uh, your lovely Sunderland, the Black mm-hmm. Cats. That's right. Uh, who are we going with with League Two now that the Shrimpers are in the Division North County Fair division? <laughs> what is it, the Union County Fair I don't Fair know. Division? I have no idea. Yeah, is, exactly. is Matt Andrews there? Does he run that league? <laughs> That's the funniest thing I think we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> That's such an inside joke, Hang too. On. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Nobody listening to this podcast knows anything about Matt Andrews, okay. but it's amazing. I'm looking at League Two. I'm just going through I'm going through some names to see if there's anything I recognize here. Um I see I see Mansfield Town. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting because there's a town in Ohio called Mansfield Town. Uh Swindon Town. They were pretty good at one point, right? Sure. Or maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Scunthorpe is down there. Bristol is down there. All right. Uh, Oldham is the Exeter City. So many good options. Tons. Col- Colchester sounds like a town in Ohio, but it's not. Yeah. There's a lot of coal stuff. Coal, and a lot of Chesters. Coal, yeah. And Chesters, yes. Um, I'll get back to you on that. I, okay. think I'm le- I think I'm leaning Mansfield Town, though. All right. They tied 1-1 against Colchester, at, away to Colchester. Uh, so let's up up the up the Mansfield Town. Towners. Townians, yeah. What are they? What are they known for? Nothing. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. They've Nathan Bishop is their goalkeeper. My guy. Good let's draw. Go, Nate. Yep. Let's go, Big Nate. Mm-hmm. Let's get a stop. Let's do it. All right. There Brother you go. Ben Bishop. <laughs> That's absolutely right. All right. Uh, we have avoided it long enough. I guess it's time we bring up the Columbus Crew. Oh, we're who, out of time, Bone. See you next oh, week. Oh, and the podcast is over. That's a shame. Um, all right, so let's just recap how the last five weeks have mm. gone for the crew. Mm. They started off July 30th, 4-1 to one loss to New York City. I was kind of hoping that comes on the heels of them beating Atlanta while Kanye West was hanging out at the Mercedes-Benz well, Stadium. It was such an easier time. It was. Donda hadn't been released. Still it, hasn't. Oh, it still hasn't. Sorry, nope. right, right. It hadn't been. Well, it was. He played it a few days before that and then they won a game and then I made the joke the crew have not lost since Donda was premiered or something like that and then since then they've lost every game they yeah. lost to City 4-1 to DC 4-2 to Atlanta, Atlanta 3-2 to Chicago 1-0 to that one again Chicago's that's bad then New York who they themselves I think were on like a seven game losing streak and the crew lose that game. I guess you can say this defensively good that the crew have shorted up the last few weeks and not given up a ton of goals, but my God, you've, you've gone from now finding little goals here and there, you know, against DC against Atlanta, you scored a couple, but this offensive output, even in those games, it was poor. Those games were not that competitive and the crew just, they give away. They were giving away big leads to start, and then not being able to catch up. Now they can't generate any offense. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with well, this. They team tried yet. to generate offense last night, um, and they couldn't put the well, ball they in. Finish. It. Yeah, yeah, right. You had a couple breakaways where I mean, Caleb Porter brought it up. You've got to finish those breakaways. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold claim here. Now, let's not look too far ahead because. Uh, 
you know, Saturday, the 21st, Columbus hosts Seattle. Mm -hmm. You know, the game that's supposed to be a rematch of Mm -hmm. MLS Cup. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess one of those teams is going to be super motivated to beat the other team. And that one team is Seattle. Yeah. And they're, I mean, crew are going to be motivated too, obviously, but Seattle will have all the extra motivation you need. They want to show that the crew that shouldn't have happened last year. They want to, you know, ruin this in Columbus. So, yeah, I, I can see them wanting to return to the scene of the crime and get some new scene of the crime, though. Yeah, not the, not the actual stadium, but the city, right? They're returning at least to Columbus. They want to go shut everybody up here. So, if that happens, then that's six in a row. Yeah. I mean, Beamer, I'm not trying to be completely English soccer fan with wild and crazy expectations, but like if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's a massive failure. Well, it's a massive failure. And I have to look at Caleb Porter and say, I don't know if he's the right guy for the job, because I honestly don't think you can look at the three year performance of this team and then say, yes, MLS Cup in between and then two pretty much failures of seasons that's that's not good and you can't have that and i know that the championship people say all that that heals all wounds though you got that championship no you do but never forget that you've seen managers fired the very next year after they win a championship in other leagues i'm not saying you do it in the middle of the season i wouldn't do it now i i think there's time to to turn things around but it has to happen like it you cannot miss the playoffs with this roster with everything else we thought this might be one of the best rosters ever assembled yeah in MLS history, and instead, they can't find their way right now out of a paper bag. They cannot score, and then when they do score, they give up stupid goals. It's just, it's all around not working right now. No, it certainly isn't, Uh, and this is an incredibly important year for the crew, too, Bone. I mean, you know, it's obvious, I think, if you're coming to our podcast and you're listening to us, you have done that for a reason, and that's the search of crew stuff, and crew stuff, and you are probably a fan of the team and live it and breathe it and eat it every single week, right? But it's an incredibly important year for this team because you know you're you moved away from historic crew stadium. You built this beautiful new arena uh, down there, which I've been lucky enough to get bones tickets a couple of times to go to the game, and it's it's a spectacular place and a great atmosphere. The goal of that was to bring in the non-hardcore crew fans, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's why you built that stadium down there. You spent uh, hundreds of millions of dollars on it. You're trying to get this city engaged in it. And what's the best way to ingratiate yourself with the city again? The best way to do that is to win. And right now, currently, they are absolutely failing at that. That game against Chicago on the weekend was horrible. Neighbor Eric update. Neighbor Eric drove six hours to Chicago, uh, went to the game, had great seats. They gave him a bad performance. I talked to him last night before the game. I'm like, how you feeling, bud? He's like, mm, not necessarily sure how I'm feeling going into this game. Know that Red Bull are not good. We'll see what happens. Well, you had great opportunities. Giassi Zardes, of course, had a nice little breakaway bone. I know he you know, had a hammy issue. I'm not really sure what the update is on him. You got to finish that if you're Giassi. Kevin Molino had a great opportunity as well there on the far post unbelievable he's, ball. he's been entirely disappointing Zellerion's ball that he played into him I mean it was literally it was so perfect you got to yeah. step into that thing you got to hit the net you got to slide it past the goalkeeper he's unable to do that like right now you know you got everybody back from the gold cup your roster starting to take shape again it has been disappointing on so many fronts here as we get to the middle of the season and it always with us was like all right well they'll hit their stride they'll hit their stride let's not panic let's not panic well it's panic time now i know it think. is i agree with you and I, and i am someone who doesn't tend to after a couple games or even you know games where they win but they don't look great or they string together a couple losses 
I'm certainly not going to throw everything out that happened last year, but five-game losing streaks should not happen for defending champions in Major League Soccer. Uh, not with the roster that's assembled here. And you're right. You just you had flat-out chances. When you've got a player as good as Lucas Elorayan, and I'm not saying he's played you know, the best soccer of his life either, but he's creating a few chances. He He's not getting the ball as much as I think he needs to, but last night he created some chances and the crew couldn't finish them. Your, your, your guys you pay to finish goals could not get the job done. So that's that's where I'm super disappointed. Now, is that on Caleb Porter? No, but it is on Caleb Porter to get more chances for his players. I mean, you know, you had this happen with uh, Jossie Zardes said after the Chicago game, you know, I need more chances. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't he wasn't saying, like, throw me the damn ball. He was saying it more like I am going to need for anybody. Any striker is just going to need more opportunities to have those percentages. You know, if you convert at a certain rate, you the need XPG. a certain number. Yeah, it's it, man. XPG is not good right now. It doesn't even matter if it is. They're not getting actual G's. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter about the XP's. But yeah, anyway, this weekend against Seattle, I can't imagine anything other than a loss. And then you play Cincinnati, who's going to feel like they can come in and, you know, hurt the crew at home next week. Oh, I remember you were basically a miracle away from losing that game down there earlier in the season. True enough. Right. Yeah. You had the whole Caleb Porter shushing the crowd after a tie, which if they miss the playoffs, that that is that's a video that's going to live on for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you, you went from being the MLS Cup champions to shushing a, you know, wooden spoon contender every year who <laughs> who you tied at their place. Like not that's that should have that should have been foretelling. Hopefully, hopefully we don't look at it that way and hopefully they turn it around. The crew do. But yeah, it, it has to start soon. I, I hate to say it. I don't think it's going to start against Seattle. But yeah, you got the rivalry game coming up. You got to you've got to get three points out of that. Sorry, it's it's got to happen. Because if it doesn't happen there, then we're looking at a really cold start to our autumn, and it's going to be rough at the new Crew Stadium for the for the way out of this season. So I guess the good news on this, if you're looking at it from a positive standpoint, Bone, is that you're only three points out of the playoff spot right now. The bad news is that you're at three points out of the playoffs right now, with basically uh, a little more than half of the season. To well, go. this is this is why I try not to th- like people who say fire Caleb Porter. It's like you got half the season left. Yeah. No. Let, right. Let's let this continue to play out. There will be a lot of schedule congestion coming up. It's going to be difficult, but this is why you pay him the big bucks to come in and fix this problem. Mm-hmm. If he can't do that, then we evaluate that at the end of the season. And by the way, I mean, it, you can make the argument if they make the playoffs and then get bounced in the first round because they look like how they have the last few weeks, that's not going to necessarily make me feel I wouldn't a lot call better that a either. success. No, I would, I would still think long and hard about whether or not Caleb Porter should be the manager of this team. But we're not there yet. I mean, we will be there if current trends continue at the end of the season. I'm not saying give him three more years or anything. I'm saying... You have to look at this long and hard if they miss the playoffs and it's because of performances like you saw the last few weeks that I'm all about it. Like, let's let's look at a different manager. Totally fine with that. Everything should be. And by the way, look at getting new striker. Look at getting. Yeah. I mean, we can evaluate the entire roster outside of guys named Lucas Elorayan. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. But we do have to actually have that be the case. And I don't think you bring in a manager now. I, I don't think this team is just 
uh, they need a motivational talk and suddenly they'll be better, right? They need better tactics. They need everything, but they've also got to finish chances when they present themselves. So. Yeah, they certainly do. It's just, uh, it's been su- supremely disappointing. Yeah. Supremely disappointing. I don't really Terrible. know what else there is to say. That You've said it. Supremely disappointing. Supreme the brand is disappointed in the crew. <laughs> That's would be influ- a sweet sponsorship, though, if, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my God, the influencers on YouTube and Instagram oh, would they be wearing would be that just like crazy, jam packed with crew, yeah. crew stuff. This is also a reference from 2016 because I want to say Supreme is kind of like it was cooler then than it is now. I don't I know. Is it still cool? Is it still, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, does Does Paul Pogba wear it? He He seems like someone who he would be seems cool like a to Supreme know. guy. Yeah, yeah. He would know. It seems like it would look good if he wore it. I'm not saying. You know, I think I think it would look good if he had sweet blue hair, too, by the way. Yeah. Love that. That's great. Hey, man. You love to see it. At least you do when they play well. I do. We'll leave it at that. Uh, That's it for us. We'll be back next week with hopefully a better result from the crew and a little hell is real preview. And of course, more Premier League talk as well. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Bone and Beam United.